several announcements and uh, things we're going to do first of all. Hospitality Committee, y'all got a meeting this afternoon at 4.30, and y'all got a meeting this afternoon at 4.30 as well. Choir, you're going to be practicing tonight at 5, and the worship service at 5.45. A stuff going on. The reason I kids uh, choir programs have started back at 6.30. Uh, Finance Committee, this they need your list of requests in by today so that they can get the 2022 budget ready to present in December. Also, a new ski trip. Sign up is open. Spots are limited. Cost is $300. See Brian about that. That's going to be in February. Operation Christmas uh, Child. We are taking donations to go out and collect it and get the Contents for that so that we can have a packing party on November the 17th. Yes, this Wednesday at 5. So, uh, kids, parents, y'all can be here for that so we can pack the shoe boxes and then we'll pray on uh, next Sunday morning before we kill on the 21st. And then on the 21st, uh, next Sunday, we've got the Lord's Supper Sunday. So, we'll be doing the Lord's Supper. A.M. service and make it for sure to dress appropriately for that. And then that evening, we'll just have our Thanksgiving church-wide fellowship meal that's being catered. Uh, don't need to bring anything. Just bring yourself. And we'll be having a wonderful time. All that starts at 5 o'clock. And then kids go to Christmas parade on November 29th. And you guys will be dressing up for that. You can see Megan about it. And any questions on that? But uh, that, that's coming. If you pick them on board to hike to our local center and are not going to our main campus, could they drive to Angel Drive to get a drink? That's a good Also, we're going to have these seven seven pounds pumpkin cake, strawberry cake, chocolate cake. We're going to have a nice little wedding. There'll be a lot of people from the wedding to drink, so get your orders in. Good deal. Well, we, we didn't really know when to celebrate Veterans Sunday. Veterans Day was Thursday, and some did it last week, but we chose to do it this week. And Martha does, we got a special gift that we're going to give our veterans, and it was still being shipped last week to be here, so we did have that. Uh, so we're going to recognize our veterans this morning, and we always like to show the uh, video and play the songs of each branch of the service. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are uh, either at the military or veterans, if your branch of the service happens to come on on the video and the song plays, would you please stand up through that song and when it's over, you can be sit, seated, and then we're going to ask you all to stand up here at the end. So, Thank <laughs> you. 
they would like to say a word of welcome to you. If you're busy with us at home, online, we'd like to say a word of welcome to you as well. And uh, just know that we're so glad that you're with us online and particularly in person. We want to ask you to stand, and if you would, just greet your guest and neighbor and tell them that you're glad to see them, and then we'll sing the fellowship chorus together.
Take your Bible this morning and open Exodus 4. Our little guys are making their way to Children's Church. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 in just a little bit. Born in Kingston, Putnam County, Texas, June the 20th, 1925. He was raised in a sharecropper. House to a father who was said to have fallen short on his parental responsibility. He was one of twelve in which he had brothers and sisters. His father didn't uh, do very well feeding the family, so he had to pick up the slack to help feed his. Siblings and his mother. He did so by hunting rabbits and other animals on the Texas property. In 1940, his father finally deserted the family for good, and then not long after his mother passed away, he was at this crucial moment in his life and he decided to do something to honor his brother's life. His decision was to enlist in the army. He had tried to get it. Thank you. 
I've been awarded 33 U.S. military medals, including three Purple Hearts and the Medal of Honor. He was known and became recognized as the most decorated military hero in all of the U.S. Army programs. Anybody know his name? Harvey Milton. And you may have seen Harvey Milton in Right here in the middle of this story, right here in the middle of this account, 
God asked Moses a seemingly unimportant question, a rather odd question. What is it that you have in your hand? I want to read that with you. Verses 1 through 4 here on page 5. Moses answered, Behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is it that's in your hand? He said, A staff. And he said, Throw it to the ground. So he threw it to the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Put out your hand and catch it by the tail. And so he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God, the Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. God tells them, This is why I have asked you to do this. His answer is a rod, it's a stick. That's all he had in his hand that day when he left God. He had been a shepherd, he was a shepherd. It was his, well, it was his work tool. It was his tool belt. Uh, it was, uh, it was just part of his life's vocation. You know, we all in our life carry things around that make up our lives, that that make up the things we do, sort of identify and tell others who we are. I want to think with you this morning a little bit about what Moses tells us. As we think about that, I want us to think about what we have in our hands. And uh, I want to think about how Moses saw it, how God saw it, how we see it, and then how God sees what we do. And, uh, you know, when I, I think about the story of Moses, my, my first thought is to go back to the, uh, the old uh, transcontestant movie uh, of Moses and uh, the great. So it's very, very important to 
many of the places in which they would uh, keep the sheep would be hilly and rocky. Uh, they would use that going up and down the mountains as a way of kind of steadying themselves. So what Moses holds in, holds in his hand really did identify who he was. And when people saw Moses and they saw that stuff, they saw that rod in his hand, they knew immediately who he was. They might not know his name. They may not know necessarily from where he came, but they would say, ah, there's a shepherd. That's who he is. So that rod represents all that Moses was. It, it, it represented all that Moses possessed. It also said, those aren't his sheep. Now, in that day, So it really was a, a, a statement about Moses. His entire identity is wrapped up in it. His life is who he is. That rod also was a constant reminder, perhaps, that he didn't reap his fullest potential. You go back 40 years earlier, God had been moving in his heart. God had been speaking to him to deliver the children of Israel. And yet Moses tried to run ahead of God. Moses tried to do it God's way. And he said in Exodus 2, what did he do? When he saw an Egyptian beating one of the Israelites there, uh, he, he, he got him upset and he got angry and he killed that Egyptian. He hit the body and he thought perhaps maybe no one saw it. And yet then he finds out, no, he was seen and the deed was done. And he had to run for Pharaoh's uh, forgiveness. But up until that point, he had been a, a prince in Egypt. Uh, he had been given the opportunity to hold not a stick, but a scepter uh, and a ruler over uh, Egypt itself. So here you are now, Moses. You're nothing more than a shepherd. You're, you're living on the run. You're living on the land. You're not even taking care of sheep that is really matter to not much of anything. How true is that? Like Moses, sometimes we hold in our hands the things that we think and perhaps feel have held us back. Let me ask you something. Is there anything in your life that perhaps defines you for good or otherwise? Not God defines something in your life that defines you. And we think that way sometimes, don't we? Sometimes people get the idea that the house they live in, what kind of car they drive, what kind of clothes they wear, defines them. Sometimes the job they have or the education they got, the friends they have, the, the number of social media connections See, we can all get in that idea of thinking, this is what defines me. And so when God comes to Moses, he says, what's in your hand? I really believe that this is what I would say is an intervention. God is intervening in Moses' life. He's saying, Moses, I want you to look at your life. I want you to see where you're at. I want you to tell me, Moses, what do you see in 
Dead, dry, 
what's dead? What's, what's dry in your life? You got a dead guy in your life. You got a broken relationship with your children. You, you got a problem with money. You got a problem with money and finance. You got, you got a problem just getting along with people. I mean, what is it in your life that's just a dead, dry thing that just seems to be dead? Dead weight. Defining you as a failure. Defining you as a nobody. Hanging around your neck. Being a problem. Pulling you down. God says, if you yield it to me, there's hope. There's potential. There's life. Will you give me that statement? You find the truth all through the pages of the Bible. I like to do it in the hands of Shagbar. It's used by God to kill three hundred Christians. A little flower, a small amount of oil was used to feed Elijah, the widow, and her son. A little shepherd, what they took, five small stones and a sling, and defeated a mighty giant. One day, a little lamb brought his lunch. A few loaves and some fish. But he whittled it to pieces. And it fed 5,000. And had that What are you holding in your hand today that's a problem, a hurt, a pain, a sorrow? And you're saying, I don't know. I just don't know how to let go of it. God says, give it to me. Give it to me. I want to look at another passage with you. You know, that day that Moses climbed that mountain, he climbed that mountain. But he left that day with a with a something that was more than God. Over the years, Moses would use that stick. Think about it. He would go and in every one of the plagues, you know, that stick was present to to carry out the plagues that God had told Moses that he would send. And until listen, until Pharaoh would let him. And then you remember that they're being chased and pursued, and the end seemed to be uh, there. It, you remember the movie? You remember the scripture? Moses, what? Holds up that stick and spreads out his arms, and the waters part. In the desert, they were approached. And Moses took that stick and struck the Last chapter right before Joshua, you read it in select verses. Moses went up the plains of Moab to Edom. And the Lord showed him all the land. And he said, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to your offspring. I have led you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over to the 
Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he was buried, and they buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Bethlehem. Now listen, but no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed, his vigor unabated. Listen, he was a strong, powerful man still. But he died because it was his time to serve the Lord. And the people of Israel wept for Moses and acclaimed him those 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses continued. And Joshua the son of Nun was filled with the Spirit of Wisdom, for Moses had laid hands on him. And so the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there was not a risen prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh, to all the servants of all the land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of the terror that Moses did in the sight of the Lord's I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like Moses lived up to his potential. I thought about that day when it came time for Moses to die. He's 120 years old, but he feels good, looks good. He's got, I mean, you know, he has finally got the people to the destination. You know, you ever gone on a long journey with kids and train your kids and say, Where God was telling us we're going to find him. We're here. Moses had, had messed up. He struck that rock in anger. And uh, he brought this honor to God's glory. Because of that, he wasn't going to get to go to the, to the promised land. But on that day, God said, I'm going to Moses, you've done this for me. You've served me. And I'm going to show you what you've accomplished. And I want you to go up on this mountain. Just think about that day. Moses goes up that mountain and got on the dead stick and he didn't care where he was. Oh, glory to God. All through the world. That stick had always been there. That same stick that, that, that God pointed him to 40 something years before he still on his feet. Up that mountain. Down to make it all the other mountains. And then it came time for Moses to lay down. It ain't what your mama or your 
It ain't what your brother or your sister did that you get mad at. It ain't what your pastor did that you get mad at. Or your neighbor did that you get mad at. It's what you did that you got mad at. Let me break it down for you. In the Bible, that's what you get mad at. That's what you get Satan says, hold on to that stuff. You use it the way you want to use it. But dear friend, as long as you hold on to whatever it is in your life that you need to die, We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions 
all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.